Jazz lose at home on a back-to-back. The first back-to-back that has been home on both games. Will Hardy gets his first technical foul. And rightfully so, in my opinion. I actually wish that he would have got ejected in that uh, situation. Clarkson goes up for... It almost looked like he was going for a dunk. Um, Got hit on the arm... And that wasn't called. And then Nurkic uh, falls on top of him, hits him in the body and falls on top of him. And just about murders Clarkson. And Jazz Twitter was going off. Um, And it seemed like after that point, uh, the refs kind of controlled the game. I usually never say that um, about refs because, you know, like a, a game like this, you have to toughen up like this was to me a game that you really could have used Jay Crowder because I've talked about him. He he came to mind, but it, it's more of like a playoff game where you've got to learn how to play through contact. The thing that I struggle with is the, it, it didn't seem fair. Oh, here's Hardy. Let's go to him first because let's see if he's just pissed off too. Mentality, a lack of aggressiveness. Simons obviously got into a very good rhythm early. Um, he's a terrific player. He's hard enough to guard. Um, and I just don't think from the beginning of the game, we did a good enough job picking him up and getting into the ball. Um, I give our guys credit. They dug in in the second half, uh, really competed on, on both ends, um, you know, down the stretch. Didn't make enough plays. I thought there was a pocket there. You know, it was like 99, 94, 99, 96, maybe it was early 90s, uh, where we got some really good looks for our bench and they just didn't go. Um, But that's life in the NBA. You have to come out from the very beginning and try to set the tone. Um, It doesn't matter that it's the second night of a back-to-back. You know, they came out with an aggressiveness and a physicality that we didn't. but I'll give our guys credit for responding um, and playing very, very hard in the second half. It's the second time where, in a position where you maybe could have had the team foul intentionally to preserve a little more clock and be down three, and you decided to instead kind of take your chances on the possession and wind up in foul. That's what you're thinking in that scenario. I thought we executed that one fine. We got the ball out of Simon's hands. No, you didn't. And didn't foul their best free throw shooter. Um, Not in my opinion. Six seconds is plenty of time in the NBA to get off a three ball. I don't want to run up and just foul with 26 on the clock um, when their best player has it. I thought we did a good job of hitting and getting it out of his hands and sped up Jeremy Grant. And once he got around, uh, I think it was Vando, he took the foul. Um, I thought that one was executed the way that we want to. Congratulations on your first technical. Yeah, it should have been two. I should have gotten thrown out. That play was gross. Um, I'm happy that Jordan's not hurt. Not that it was a dirty play. I don't think there was any intent for it to be dirty, but when a guy goes up in the air um, and lands on his back going for a dunk, that one gets called but you know again that's life in the NBA um, I'll have to rethink my Christmas shopping 
obviously um, on the last play where Jordan's getting into line call for him and then gets the ball stripped, I guess. What were you looking for in that, in that situation? I was looking for the ball to get exactly where it went, and then instead of him getting stripped, I was hoping that he would get the ball above his head and shoot it. Um, I thought the guys executed it pretty well. They caught Lowry's slip to the corner well. Um, we tried to get Lowry with some momentum downhill and then slip out to the corner. So Kelly had two reads. He had the long pass over the top and Jordan coming back. Um, I thought the guys executed it. Those plays are, you know, those moments, it's hard to get a naked look at the end of the game. Um, Portland guarded it well. But, you know, that's Jordan coming left, right, a shot that he's very good at. Uh, the pass was delivered on target. They made a great defensive play. So, um, you know, you can always look back at little things um, in a game. I thought we had a weird play at 35 seconds where the ball popped out of Lowry's hands and ended up in the backcourt. Um, you know, there's there's just unfortunate moments that can happen late in the game. But, um, you know, when we look back at this game, we'll, we'll examine the first half far more than we'll examine those moments at the end. I think we executed the foul the way we wanted to. We executed the last play the way we wanted to. But if you leave yourself in that situation, anything can happen. Um, you know, it's hard to play from behind under 30 seconds left in a game. So um, the guys were locked in. They, they executed what we wanted to. Um, you know, we just put ourselves way behind the curve, giving up 40 in the first quarter. There were a few shots that Simons made that were pretty tough over mm -hmm. pretty good defense, but what would you have liked to have done better maybe not on those ones? Yeah, I mean, his four of his first threes, the guy guarding him was either at the three-point line or under it. Um, he's a very, very elite scorer, and he can really score in bunches. So um, our pickup points get into the ball to start we're not good and if you let a, a great scorer like that see three or four go in you can be at his mercy um there were for sure five or six shots that he made where you just shake his hand and say hey man you're pretty good um but the ones early helped him get into his rhythm i thought in the second half we did a much better job of making him work really hard he made some tough twos over guys um but those are shots that we're always going to be willing to live with Joined by Big T, Thurl Bailey, calling the game tonight with Craig Bowlerjack. And uh, we were just commenting, uh, talking about Anthony Simons, who now five years in the league, straight out of IMG Academy. But when I remember when he came in the league, he looked so young. Even when he won the dunk contest, he looked... All right, so I'm going to go first and just get my thoughts out and then let you guys go. But uh, listening to that and, and just the demeanor of Coach, you could tell he was pissed off. He handled himself well. Uh Whoever asked the question, congratulations on getting your, your first tech. Like, it, considering how he got the tech, it, I don't know. Media is just drives me insane sometimes. Um, so, just, you know, the thing I have a problem with in this game is it just it didn't feel like it was being called the same way, uh, especially with the, the call on Clarkson, on Simons, where he, Simons really – looked like he pushed off and then you've got the other one where Markinen dribbles it off of his foot kind of but uh you got Nurkic basically leaning into him and, and they don't call that um despite the fouls or the the refs and 
all of that, I want to talk about the game because we we had a chance to win the game, in my opinion. And again, there was a question in that uh, press conference with Coach, just barely. You know, again, you choose not to foul, but it, it, it's not even about that in my mind. There's 35 seconds left. We get a stop. Markinen uh, is bringing the ball up, which he shouldn't be. You've got two timeouts. You're up by one point with 35 seconds left. Why not call a timeout? Especially with him dribbling the ball up at, at the top. If you can call a timeout, run the clock down till the last second and, and score, you've won the game. Um, Olenix laying down on the ground. Coach looks back and doesn't call a timeout still. So you, you plan on going, what, four on five? Uh, the last 35 seconds. And that's where every, we didn't score from that point on. We didn't score. Um, there was a, another game where coach didn't call a timeout and then also didn't foul. Uh, we, we could have fouled early on in the clock, but we waited all the way till six seconds to foul. Um, just do, doesn't make sense to me as far. I mean, I, I feel like it's mismanaged by coach in, in the Dallas important seconds uh ticking down so those are the thoughts i wanted to get out i'm sure you guys have thoughts on different plays and different uh stats throughout the game but um who wants to go first go ahead and request and i will let you go we also shot 36 percent from the three uh only made 13 shot 36 uh, 36 total attempts, but 36%. Um, Kevin, I'm going to go to you first. Go ahead, man. What's up, Jordan? Uh, definitely rough game. The refs struggled to do their jobs tonight, but it was impressive that despite that, we still hit some big shots down the stretch. Um, I kind of see where you're coming from with the mismanagement and at the end of the game, but I just think it's so much easier to say hindsight because if he does call a timeout and we chase the game and they make all their free throws and we miss our shots and we still lose, then do we say, man, I wish we just tried to play defense for 24 seconds and just trusted our defense and taken our chances because I've heard the flip side. And I think in the moment, it's a tougher decision. And I think it's much easier for us to say on the flip side. Because, you know, if we do hold, if we play defense and we hold for 24 seconds and they don't score, then we put ourselves in a really good position. So I just think it's one of those things that can go either way. And I think it's it's really easy to, to make that judgment after the fact because it didn't work. Kind of my thought. Yeah, Um I, I feel like it's the second time that's happened this season. And so we've lost both games where, you know, we have the lead. We seem out of sorts offensively, especially when you've got Markinen, uh being the point guard. Uh, I, I mean, I guess if, if coach trusts him enough to run the point, I don't think he's ran the point the whole, the whole year. So at least call a timeout. And you don't even have to run the 24 seconds down, but at least get a decent shot. I mean, we don't even get a shot. We're up by one, 35 seconds, two timeouts, and we get a backcourt violation. 
Um, and honestly, shouldn't even have been a backcourt because Kelly Olynyk didn't touch it, and the refs messed that one up too. But, I mean, it could have been a fast break the other way for two points. Um, but, yeah, I just think you call the timeout there, you get a good shot, and if you miss a good attempt, then you live with it. But uh, hitting on, on good attempts. I say if, if you guys know what to do and you trust them, you, you don't need the timeout. And I think he's a young coach trying to build t- trust with his team, and I think that trusting those guys in this situation, win or lose, is, you know, we talked about this. It's big for the psyche. I think showing that you trust them there is, is a big thing. I don't know. Yeah, but he did trust him, and it didn't work. I mean, we got a backcourt violation, so it's it's. But I, I watch a lot of NBA games where they do play the the foul game and they do call the timeouts, and they still lose. Like, there's a lot of teams out there that play that strategy, and they're still losing. They're losing a majority of the time. Well, and it, it could be my opinion that it. I guess if I was coached, that's what I would have done: is called the timeout and got a good shot. Um, maybe there's statistics to back up. Not calling a timeout, I have no clue, but I just feel like this loss would have been a little easier to swallow had he called a timeout and we get a good shot. But uh, as far as good attempts as well, I felt like we got really good attempts, shot attempts. Um, There were a few bad ones. It happens, but we just weren't knocking some of them down. I mean, Beasley had that one in the corner where he sat there forever and totally missed it. He went... Beasley, I went, believe, went one for six from the three-point line and one for nine. So that that could that makes a huge difference when your one of your best shooters shoots eleven percent <laughs> from the field and sixteen percent from the three-point line. Um, let me get to another speaker real quick. Let's go. I believe uh, Armani was next. So let me get you on. Go ahead, Armani. Breathe, bro. <laughs> so, I have about four questions for everybody. I don't even really want to talk. I just have four questions for y'all to discuss. One, are y'all not tired of JC taking so many shots? He took 26 shots, uh, shot 38% from the field, and took nine threes. And JC also shot only 11% from the three. Right. So, are we not tired of JC taking so many threes? I mean, taking so many shots. One. Two. Early in the game, within the first four minutes, Lowry has seven points. He got to the free throw line for majority of his points. Nine nine points from the free throw. Yeah, nine points he made all nine. Or nine free throws made all nine. So, why is there a focus on us not getting, getting to the free throw line? Via just Lowry himself. Cool. I don't care if Lowry, I don't see. I don't personally care if Lowry's the leader score or anything like that. It's just that he puts us in better positions of scoring because he's the most versatile scorer. Cool. No problem. Um. Why is why did Walker not play around twenty minutes? Yeah, I'm with you on that. At least twenty. He played sixteen when he was on the court. He he um he he um had a lot of rim protection out there. He, we had a lot of threat. He was rebounding decently. It's not like he was in foul trouble. Why is he not on the court? 
Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. And I'll, we'll dive into that that more, too. What What are your other questions? <laughs> These oh, are yeah, good ones. Um, when... When will... Will Hardy call a timeout? <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, just like, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. That's really what I wanted to say. Like, like that's it's kind of what I, what, what I wanted to say. Like, in the fourth quarter, why do we... Um, it's like, why do we not slow the game down? Yeah. Especially when we have a lead in the fourth quarter. Well, and part of that, I think, is Sexton's running the point. Uh, a majority of the time, I think he does a good job. But when, when the crowd gets excited and... Uh, we need someone to slow it down. Like, definitely miss Conley in those moments. Uh, Sexton seems to get a little too excited as well. That, that's one thing I did. That's the one big gripe I had throughout this entire game is Colin Sexton had a little bit too uh, too much energy in this game. Good thing, but it, it, at times it can get nasty. Where there was like a couple possessions where he just ran. He tried to drive, and he's taking too much time off the clock. See it right back out to the three point line. Throws a weird pass to somebody who has no, you know, that that don't have enough time to really get a shot off. It just gets weird sometimes with Colin Sexton. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I feel like we've got THT for moments like that. But I, I guess if you if one player plays the entire game, you're hesitant to take him out and play a different player that's maybe cold. But yeah, I feel you on that one. And where was Noah? Yeah, he didn't play tonight. That's who needed to be guarding on Simons. Yeah, he's got good defense. There was there was times where there was um, I don't understand where THT he's great on the ball. That's his best defensive attribute. I'll be honest with you, especially playing in front of the screens. Why why when he's on the court is Jared is Jerry Vanderbilt guarding um Simons? Man, in that first half. I feel like Vanderbilt is fooling all of us with his defense because his defensive efficiency is not that good and uh, it's terrible like he can't he can't stay in front of the ball and when he's not on the ball he's completely lost his best attribute on defense is just the fact of him playing so chaotic yeah yeah attribute is that he has a prototypical body he's athletic yeah right you're right right that's what everybody sees like oh my gosh he's got the long wingspan He's athletic. This dude should be a defensive player every single game. But he ain't got what he needs between his ears to take. Dude, he's so soft. To the next level. He's so right. soft. Anytime he gets right. touched, he just falls over. Anyways, let's right. let's let's grab some other guys to get in this conversation. I'm gonna go over to uh thanks for sharing Armani. I'm gonna go over to the big D or cut. Uh did you change your name again? Captain Chaos? Here we go. You're on, buddy. Captain Chaos is crazy. Captain Chaos. <coughs> hey. What up? Uh, I'll start off by saying Colin Sexton. I thought he's been running the team pretty well the last few games, but tonight he has zero assists. Yeah. That's just guys not hitting shots. And or... to defend him a little bit, I'll just run his stats and then you can finish. He was He led the team plus minus. Uh, he was pretty efficient from the field, shot 54%, 11 shots, got 19 points, got to the free throw line, uh, three times, five for six. And then 
uh, shot 50% from the three-point line. So, I mean, he was he was one of the more efficient players, but in, in those crunch moments, I think we're so used to Mike slowing it down that it just it really stands out. Yeah, and to to his credit, I guess he only had one turnover, so it's not too glaring of a... Can I I just jump in there real fast? I wanted to talk about this because there's something that really frustrated me today. Everybody was ball watching when he had the ball, and it was driving me nuts. Like, he had nowhere to pass the ball because outside of marketing, nobody wanted to move... I wanted to kill Olenek because the minute Sexton got the ball, he didn't want to go screen... He didn't want to roll off the ball. It was so frustrating. So it didn't surprise me that he didn't get any assists because nobody wanted to do anything when he had the damn ball. See, and this is this for me, this is part of the problem of Olenek and Kessler. I feel like Kessler actually moves more than Olenek. Uh and and he just spaces the floor differently than Olenek does. It, Sorry to cut you off, we, big guy. We fall we fall into this trap of just shooting threes. And tonight, our our three best three point shooters, Olenek was thirty three percent, which he's usually like fifty percent. Um, Clarkson's eleven percent, and Beasley's sixteen percent from the three. So at some point, this team's got to realize, like, all right, we need to drive. But I also had the thought maybe they're not driving because these guys aren't giving them the call. Like after that, Clarkson no call. Uh, it seems like we are even more hesitant to drive, but. Uh, down, go ahead. Sorry, we we totally took your time. <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, I, I appreciate it. Actually, uh, I would say I don't know. I, the, there was I think two or three possessions where Markinen had the ball going down, and I don't know if, if he just looked lost and didn't know what to do with the ball. And, and granted, he does like slash the basket pretty well, but usually that's not like maybe one or two dribbles, not handling the ball all the way down the court. I think there's a situation where he's never been put in the situation on this team right. because every time yeah. he tries to bring the ball up the court, somebody is trying to call for the ball. So now it's the one fucking possession, excuse me, that he gets <laughs> that he actually takes the ball all the way up the court. Yeah, and, and he's getting and he's yeah. and he's stuck at the he's stuck at the half court line and nobody's coming to get the ball. Yeah, Sexton I or it was Clarkson right behind him nobody came, but it's and almost like we were expecting a timeout. It's that's all- what should have honestly. That's really what should have had happened at the point of him being met at the half court. Yeah, and no, and no guard coming to get the ball because well, Kelly was taking too long. To yeah, come and Olenek's not even up the floor. I don't even. I mean, he he barely got off the floor on the other. Like, end. We needed to call, we needed to call or so, something, some something, something needed to happen. Colin, needed, Colin, or J, JC. As much as I got tired of JC just having a ball in his hand, right. Yeah, and, and, he could have. He came and got the ball, and that's it, where we miss Mike because Mike would have called the damn timeout whether Coach wanted it or not. Like Mike right, would have just right. been like timeout, and that's that's where like like that's where I get really frustrated with marketing where we where it's like it's really hard for me to just see him as the one, the next guy because like he has to realize as the leader on this team that if Coach ain't calling it and needs to be called, he needs to call the effing timeout. Like, if yeah. he takes the ball and ball up the court and none of his damn guards want the ball, he needs to call a timeout. Yeah. And he yeah. needs to get in the huddle, and he needs to rip him a new one. Yeah, it's 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 just the feel of it, that that possession. It just well, it, felt it, it, just weird. Not to cut you off, but in, even in that situation, it, it'll be hard for him to actually be the one to call the timeout. Because yeah, he's, right, he's, right. he's met at the half-court line. 
you're right. You're right. He couldn't, but yeah, I, you're right. But it just, I, I'm just frustrated because he just, he seems so mellow sometimes. It just frustrates me. Yeah, he, he, he's too, I, I'll say this. I'll say this about Lowry and everybody, you know, calls me the Lowry apologist. My one gripe with Lowry is he's not, he's, he's very, um, he's not, it's not that he's passive aggressive. It's just that he goes with the flow. Yeah. In a way that coach, the way that coach works, he doesn't want to rock the boat. He's a he's an extreme um, relationship guy. Yeah. So coach loves JC. So anything that JC is going to go, anything that JC says, he's going to go. Coach respects Conley. He doesn't just love. He doesn't love Conley like he like he has a love for JC. He respect, but he respects Conley because you know you know um, Conley's you know you know his entire NBA past with Lowry. Lowry is just cool. He doesn't have. A, it doesn't seem like he has a you know a, you know like a great relationship with coaches. It's like okay, cool, well, all right, cool. We're just we're just good. Yeah, and Sarah Todd wrote a, an article today and posted it on Twitter about Lowry Markinen being the number one for the Utah Jazz. I believe she writes yeah. for Deseret or KSL. Deseret, and I, I commented and I was like. Clarkson's going to be a number one before Lowry does. He just and tonight proved it. Like he he just doesn't have the mentality to do it. I can I see I see I I, can, I have to disagree because I, the reason I say that is that there's an overemphasis on guard offense in this offense. If you notice, every guard who every guard who touches the ball has a green light. Yeah, Clarkson shot twenty six shots tonight. Every <laughs> guard has a green light. If you're a guard on the court. If you're a guard on the court, you have the green light to take whatever. Yeah, and then everyone else just stands around and watches because they know they got the damn green light. Yeah. Because when I looked at I looked at some of the players' chart charts today, earlier today, um, on you know the play type of where they get the shots at. Lowry, majority of the shots is from the spot up. Kelly, majority of the shots is from the spot up. Um, well, basically, just about everybody's um, everybody's shots is coming from the spot up, mm. except for um, Tht, Jc. <laughs> Um, Noah and Conley. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of things that that could have oh, gone oh, differently, two. but pardon, pardon me, sexton two. We've got Calvin requesting to speak, so I'm going to let him jump in on the conversation. Uh, Calvin, hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the comments real quick and then hop to you. So give me just a second. Um, one of them is Calvin with the net ratings. Colin Sexton's net rating is 14, then Lowry. At nine, Jared Vanderbilt at five, Simone at four, Kelly Olenek at one, Clarkson negative seven, Walker Kessler negative 24, Malik Beasley negative 32, and Taylor Horton Tucker negative 33. Those are crazy to look at. Um, Utah Az says, if it was backcourt, I think they would have challenged it. It was pretty clear in my opinion, unfortunately. Yeah, I think... I think the whistle blew before Kelly actually touched it, and then he touched it once the whistle blew. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's it doesn't. Did, did, my question was: Did Winslow touch it when he is falling down? No, no I, I don't see. think so. Um, and then Utah Ass says it always cuts off for me after like two minutes. Uh, oh, didn't realize I could hear the press conference after game by just watching okay. league pass. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that either. I don't have League Pass. And then Utah Az also said Tony Brothers <laughs> needs to be done. He uh, uh, when he refs our games, I, I think he's That's got something against us. Ref crew, bro. A yeah. terrible ref crew. Well, and it was interesting after because 
Jordan Clarkson went up to the one of them and uh, like put his hand on his shoulder as if to say like good job. So maybe it was just two of them, but uh, I don't know. I didn't pay that close attention to who was making the call. So Calvin, let me get you on. You are now accepted and go ahead. Drop some knowledge, bro. Oh, I did. It it uh it muted on me. Um, there were there were so many issues um in this game. One of them, we don't have like a conventional starting lineup where there's all of these go to people. So when our bench struggles, we're we're gonna struggle as a team. And the bench was terrible today. The the obviously you know just from the net rating, you can see that no offense was able to get going. So I mean. When that, I mean, I mean that that's pretty much the story. I mean, we can try to kind of like plan it on individual things, but it's still like multiple things and issues that kind of happen. We got good shots; they probably they weren't following uh, Beasley. Um, when Beasley and Jordan Clarkson and Sexton were on the floor together, that's a recipe for disaster, especially from teams that are more perimeter uh, oriented and. Jeremy Grant and Simons exposed that every chance they could to terrible lineup. I mean, it was just it's 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 terrible. Um, um, I don't really have a big problem with the the Hardy timeout situation because I think uh, as you will kind of watch the NBA over the the last several years, coaches have gone away. It, that used to be kind of like the old school method is like use your timeouts, all of them, et cetera, where now it's you have a lot of coaches that don't want to give uh, teams uh, the chance to to set or they, they want to trust their their teams more. So I don't I don't really have a, a huge issue with that. I don't think it would have changed the, the game too much because the at the end of the day, we're a sloppy team and we were sloppy at the end of the game. Yeah. Like they said. They didn't even Portland didn't score for like the last few minutes of the game. And we didn't take advantage of that. And we just kept giving the ball back. And um, I know sometimes we can hang our heads, you know, and talk about the the refereeing. I don't I don't know if I I feel like I really don't talk about refereeing that much. Maybe it's because we don't have a star on our team. But the refereeing is horrible. Um but overall, I mean, it, it was a winnable game in different scenarios, but there's just a lot of things that we weren't doing right. Um, and we just, we just frankly lost the game. It can't be pinned on any individual thing, but we're not going to win games if our bench plays like that. We're just not. Yeah, I, I think as far as the uh, timeout goes, too, uh, I mean, even after that, we turned the ball over, I think, three straight times after the backcourt violation. So, you know, like we did things wrong and even if our offense isn't going, I feel like the big thing with this team is we're unable to lock down on defense when we really need to stop. Like I I always feel nervous or like some type of anxiety, like, man, we're going to have to get lucky or because even if we like, like the one play where uh, Sexton was on Jeremy Grant. He gets the shot, misses the shot. Even if you play good defense, then we don't get the rebound. Right. I, th- I think that That's we had crazy, a great. Man. I think we had a great three minute stretch of defense within the fourth quarter, and then um, I can't remember the exact play where Portland had got bailed out with a foul, but they got bailed out with a foul, and they went up uh, two on us, and then that 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 just took over the game. 
So I wanted to mention, uh, hit on Calvin with the starting lineup too, because I feel like the the simple solution to that is start Kessler over Olenek or Vanderbilt, and here's why: because when if you start Kessler, he doesn't even have to get more minutes than those two. If you start Kessler, it makes your rotation better with. Uh, the second units because when Kessler comes in with the second units he might get in on the starting the other opposing center for a few minutes but then it becomes a mismatch because he's either too small um, and he gets pulled out and the other team goes small ball and then it becomes a mismatch whereas if if, if you started him he matches up better with the big and then bring Olenek in and Olenek can play small ball with the second unit more and I really feel that that is one of the problems, and you kind of saw that in the Indiana Pacer game last night when Kelly was in foul trouble and and Kessler got more minutes. Like it, it, it maybe Kessler doesn't get the rebounds, but he affects the shots, and offensively, I, I feel he spaces the floor differently. So, um, so can, I, can I talk about that a little bit? Because yeah, let me get to let me get to Utah as real quick. Uh, he just requested, and then uh, I just want to talk about the Kessler rebounding thing. Yeah, yeah. So. Go ahead, and then and then I'll let him him go. Okay. So I would say I agree with everything you say, but right now, but like three four games ago, I wouldn't. But like, you know, I'm a big Kessler not fan. Well, I'm a fan. I just like to heckle him because you're like have a love crush on him. Um, <laughs> but these last three games, I have been so impressed with his how he's changed his game. He is not trying to block every single person that comes in to the paint. He is playing so much smarter and he has doubled. If you look at his stats, these last three games, his rebounds per minute has gone up almost 2.5 in the last three games. And you can tell because he, he's staying home at defense. He's, he's picking his spots for, his defense. So if he, if this is a change that he's making permanent, like he needs to be playing 25 to 30 minutes a game because we need that rebounding so bad. It's like ever since they brought in donk, he just realized like, Oh, I can't rebound. That's why they're bringing donk in. If I want him, if I want his minutes, I need to get his real. So like, I, I, 100% 100% agree with that. Like, if he's going to continue to rebound like he has the last three games, we have to get him those 25 to 30 minutes a game. Yeah. Because we need that damn rebounding. And I I probably am the highest, the, the player I'm highest on is Walker Kessler because I see the potential. I don't think he's polished or perfect, and he, he still makes plenty of mistakes. But there's something when he's in the game, even with rebounding, if he doesn't get it, the other team feels that they need to box him out, which allows other guys to either get an easier rebound or two guys go to Kessler. So um, as far as like him jumping for every block too, he, he, he jumps way too much. And if he can learn kind of what Rudy did to just stay down and almost... Uh, just try to affect this shot instead of blocking it. But I mean, the dude leads the league. I think he's ninth in blocks. He had three again tonight. So my whole thing with Kessler is if you start him, his confidence goes up. But 
I just think he needs more time to learn. He learns so quickly that if he gets more minutes, like he could be a really, really good player by the end of the year. To be honest with you, um, coming into the draft, I looked at him and I said, this is the top prospect just off of his defensive ability. And to be honest with you, um, in the spurts of time that he gets to play, um, he plays damn near all NBA level de- uh, as, a, as a rim protector. Just as a rim protector. I'm not talking about defensive rebounding because he needs to get better at that. But as a rim protector, he plays damn near close to all NBA defense. Well, yeah, and, and he scored. So there's another stat. It took Rudy Gobert like 105 games to score 20 points. It took Kessler 20, what, 24? So if if you can make him a a double double guy every night a twenty and ten, uh, yeah. And I also saw in another article he's I believe in we don't the need top twenty and ten. I'll take twelve and ten. Twelve and I mean, 10. I feel like oh, all the difference in the world. Twelve and a half and ten, dude. I honestly <laughs> think that if if Walker was to play around twenty four minutes a game, personally, I feel like he'll be averaging about sixteen and ten. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that wins us. Uh, what? How many? How many games have we lost? <laughs> I feel like that, I feel like there's a couple of games that if if Walker was in the game, we would have definitely won that game. Yeah, I, I felt like that be, tonight. Uh, we honestly should not be 14 and 12. I feel like we need we should be just around 17 and um, was that 17 and um. Nine. Yeah. Just now, now. Nine, Eighteen and eight. To, I think we we there's way too way too many games where we lost the game because there wasn't a room protector there at the end of the game. Yeah, and and, no and to give them a little bit of credit, that they are young. It's the first year together. They've had the craziest schedule. They've played the most games out of any team. This was our seventh back to back. This was the first back to back that we haven't had to travel. And we're only what twenty five games in. We're like a quarter of the way through. So, and we've already played half of our back to backs. So, yeah, I, I, I mean, I think this team is better than we realize. But uh, let me pass it over to Utah Az because he's been waiting a while. So, uh, I'm sure he has way more insightful stuff to say than us. <laughs> Go ahead, man. If you're still there. Okay, um, so the, the audio cut out when you guys were reading the replies uh, about the backcourt. I just wanted to know what your thoughts were because I just I thought, like, if it was a backcourt, if they truly thought it was, they would have challenged it because the Jazz never used their challenge in the game. So I just wanted to know what your thoughts were because also it cut out for me. Yeah, I mean, it could have been. It could have been another one the refs missed. But ultimately, like I said, you know, even with that backcourt, the next, like, three possessions, we turned the ball over. So it was it was like a huge play where we didn't call a timeout, a big, you know, we didn't score after that um, behind the or uh, not behind the back uh, back court. So yeah, that was kind of my thoughts. I don't know about everyone else's thoughts. Well, I felt like uh, speaking on your um the three turnover situation, I did feel like Nurk had foul Lowry on that drive. Me too. But, especially um, especially I, I since wouldn't call that but then the next possession over they call a fucking foul yeah yeah but but Clarkson had the same foul called on him on Simons uh like at half court so that that's the tough thing it's like it's literally the same play they call it for them and not for us the refs have it up for the Jazz getting away with pushing all night long he was 
He was I, I was Nurk played during the entire game. I'll be play. honest. Yeah, on every defensive rebound, he pushed the player that was boxing him out. It was crazy. Yeah. Nurk seems like one of those guys when you'd be practicing and you're on his team that he he would just be pinching you the whole time just to get under your skin. Yeah, he just throws his body around the entire game. It's cool sometimes, but at, at other times it gets nasty. Um, and I just have uh, one comment on the on the Kessler thing. Um, I'm maybe, I'm not as high as you are, but probably I'm. I've been pretty high on him. I I, I think he should be in the starting lineup for uh, rim protection and kind of you know helping with the the penetrating guards from the starters, not the bench uh, players. Um, but I'm not. I don't want to Linux out of that 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 starting lineup. Definitely over Vanderbilt uh, because I kind of feel like. Um, I feel next to Mike Conley, Kelly Olenek is. I mean, look at his look at his stats today: fifteen, nine, and six. I mean, he's a he's a glue guy on both ends of the floor. Um, I, I think he I think he definitely belongs in that starting lineup. And the thing about it, if Kelly Olenek does not have to guard, you know, the the because usually what happens is Jared Vanderbilt is guarding the best perimeter defender, regardless of who they are. Um, so that ends up making Olenek have to guard the five to free up uh, Markinen. If you have Kessler out there, Olenek is now not having to guard that person, and his defense becomes mm-hmm. a lot better because he gets a lot of steals, etc. because he's just a slick uh, player when it comes to, to playing defensively. So that, that frees up Olenek to be even better on both ends of the floor than he already is um, if you have Kessler on the floor. Jared Vanderbilt, he's, just, he's like, he reminds me of a, a taller Royce O'Neal. There's some matchups that he's good and great for, um, and then there's just some that he's just not. And uh, I, I think sometimes he's put in situations where he's, he's just not going to do any any good for us. Yeah, and how, I mean, I, 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 I'm fine with... Olenek or Vanderbilt I just think Kessler should start but how crazy is it that Vando went a hundred percent from the three-point line out of I was just about to get ready to say something (laughs) four for four I, I I personally like the development that he's going through over the last mm, five games where he's becoming a little bit more aggressive on offense well and, and it seems like it built his confidence he had one play where he dribbled uh, did a spin move, and then one of the players came off to help him, one of the defenders, and then he dumped it off to, I believe, Kessler. And I was like, I don't even know that he could do that. Like, what? where's that been? That he doesn't – I don't – I just – I feel like he doesn't have the confidence. I feel like, I, I feel like he doesn't have a – has the confidence, but at this – I don't know. It's just weird. It's, it's weird. I feel like – He's a weird player. I feel like there's a lot of things that that's untapped about him, but he just won't. He, I don't. I don't think he's one of those people who will ever really unlock it. If he, but he's only 23. Yes. I wonder if he's frustrated with his ineffectiveness on defense and it's messing with his head. Like, I wonder Possibly. if he's like. I wonder if he's like. I know I'm a good defender, or he believes he's a good defender, right. and he's just not pulling it. He's not, and so he's putting all his energy into being this defender he wants you know to what? be, or, or everyone else wants him to be. <laughs> He's just enough. not getting it done on offense. I feel like him and Colin Sexton are the same people on two different sides of the of the, of the, <laughs> of the spectrum. <laughs> I, I swear, I swear to you, uh, I swear to you, because if Sexton loses his, <laughs> if Sexton does, you know, if Sexton doesn't play good on offense, shit goes haywire on defense. He saw a foul and he started just crashing out. It just gets crazy. Same thing. Yeah, Vando just becomes a ghost. 
and disappears. Um, I guess that's a, that leads into a good next question for you guys, and, and really anybody can answer. Uh, it, it seems like on Twitter as well, like people want Kessler to play more, either start or or just get more minutes. But do you guys see coach ever changing the starting lineup? Like, or is it? It just feels set. I feel no. like the entire coaching staff has to come to an agreement. The, the rest of the coaching staff has to push him to do it. And then, uh, I feel like for him to get there, or, or maybe even JC. I don't want to be the one to say that, but maybe JC has to say them say something like that. But I, I feel like there's a there's a situation where, just how he, you know, he he likes to say that he like they like they like to focus on matchups. Why is there a situation where? You're not flip-flopping between both of those two on who's starting and who's going to get 24 minutes versus who's going to get 20 minutes. I think they also treat rookies differently. You know, rookies, I feel like, especially when they come into a decent team, they have to work twice as hard. So he, he might recognize that maybe he might be ready to start, but he's a rookie and, you know, the kind of staff and the team is going to kind of treat him as such. I mean, he's got to work his way up to, to getting to that. I mean... I just don't think it's going to happen till Mike gets back because I think coach for, for right or wrong is sold that Olenek is his best facilitator without Mike in there. And that I would say that's true. And Mm -hmm. that um, Vanderbilt is his best defender out there. And so to put Kelly, not Kelly, put Kessler in there, he's got to sit one of the two of them. And I just think in his mind, he's got to be thinking, who do I sit? My best facilitator? or my best defender to give Kessler a chance to start. And I just don't think he can come to terms with that. I think he's got to realize that Vando is not as good of a defender as he thinks he is, and Vando needs to come off the bench. Because I, I think like, Lennox has to stay in the starting lineup, in my opinion. I, I like that ideal because um, it would make sense at a point where if Mike Conley comes back, that Walker comes in and takes out Vanderbilt's spot. Because then, then, then that would be a confluent lineup. It would make sense. Conley, JC, Lowry, Kelly, and then Walker. Yeah, I feel like Mike would be so much better at getting Kessler the ball as well. Because Vando doesn't play great with the, with the, with the starters. I'll be honest with you. For the most part, he doesn't really he doesn't really gel with them. Like he nor disappears does, sometimes. Yeah, and nor does Sexton. Um, so I feel like if you was to do that flip flop. Between when Mike Conley comes back, between Mike Conley and uh, and Walker coming in as the starters, and um, Colin and um, JV coming off, and JV could be a small ball five. So the the team, I feel like the team will be able to function at a higher level. And I don't know. I I think I think there's a lot of untapped potential on the team if we just push a couple of rotations, a couple of lineups. I I think there's a lot of things that that can go a little bit more. And I love that because that second unit, you send them in the game and you say, just run. Don't yeah, worry just about murder, running just sets. Murder. Don't worry about running a set. Don't worry about setting the offense. Just run. Run them to death. Mm-hmm. And when you get tired, I'll put the starters back in and we'll start running our running sets again. Like, it just changes the whole entire dynamic of the game. There's one other thing I want to I want to point out. I know uh, everybody's not really a big fan, but um, last year the uh, number one duo in the entire NBA was Rudy and Rudy on the floor together. The number three duo in the entire NBA. Wait, Rudy Gay and Rudy Gobert? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was. Whoa. This year, number three is when Rudy Gay and Kessler are on the floor together. I thought that <laughs> True. was so what, what, what is it, a, the, the net rating, or what, a, what are the stats yeah, that they're tracking? It's, 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 yeah, net rate, it's net rating when they're, when they're both on the floor together. Yeah, yeah, Rudy, I'll be honest with you, as much as we don't, as much as we don't love Rudy, <laughs> Rudy, <laughs> as much as we don't love Rudy, Rudy does not do shit bad. It's just that he yeah. doesn't do any anything too much good. That stands out. Yeah, that's really he's the problem. Such, he's just he's such effective at a just mid. Player. He's mid. He's just so he's a, smart. He knows how to play with a rim, def, a rim exactly behind that's him, it. and he plays right. so that's smart. Right there. That, yeah. that, that, that's what that's that's literally right there. Well, I guess we're missing Rudy and Mike then. Um, so th- this leads to my next point. Uh, they just flashed. I'm watching the rerun, but the Jazz are the only team that has 11 wins uh, against 500 teams. The next closest is the Dallas Mavericks with nine and the Phoenix Suns with nine. Um, so when Mike comes back, because I feel like it's going to be pretty soon. I, I know we were saying Christmas, but I think it's going to be sooner than that. Um, and me and Dallin kind of went back and forth a little bit on this. Does Colin Sexton stay in the starting lineup or is it just automatically Mike, Mike is starter? Absolutely not. (laughs) Mike all the way. I mean, I don't think think the rest of the players have too much chemistry with Colin. I think, I think. Because some of the other players that he's playing with in the starting lineup, it, you know, it, it alleviates him and he's able to, you know, um, get out on the fast break sometimes or just run down and get these, um, you know, these foul calls. It works out for him, but I don't think he really fits with the with the um, starting lineup at all. Hear me out on this. I don't really think he fits with the majority of the team. Hear me out. This is this is my thought process. And my thought is possibly leave Sexton as a starter, one, I think he just performs better as a starter because he's so in his head that, like, if he's not starting, he's failing or something. So I'm not even saying get more minutes. Like, leave Sexton in as a starter, and if he's having a good game, let it roll. And then Conley comes in with the second unit, and and our second unit becomes stronger. Or if Sexton's having a bad game, just Mike comes in immediately. Yeah, I don't like. I like. I don't. Conley I don't like on the that. Floor with Kessler, that so. would. That would have to see. That would mean that we have to still get give Colin Sexton thirty minutes as opposed to giving Mike Conley thirty minutes, and that makes absolutely no sense. No, you only give Sexton ten. <laughs> Start him and give him ten. No, I like your idea of uh, telling him to just run with the second unit. Or Kevin said that. Yeah, I like. I really like Sexton and Clarkson together, just running like crazy bulls. You leave Clarkson in a little longer, and he plays with the second unit. Yeah, just let it. Just chaos, pure chaos, man. I'm I'm gonna see if I can um, uh, bring it up again, but. the one thing that's going against conventional logic or whatever is that the, uh, we had issues with Mike and Donovan last year playing together on the floor. Yeah. Um, the Colin Sexton and Mike Collinley minutes have been dynamite this year. In what way? Net rating or? Uh, I mean, just just results driven. Like it's. I mean, if you look, it works. Yeah, it's it's working. Right. And I know that they were pointed. Uh, somebody pointed that out earlier this year, and I kind of dug into it. Like. 
for some reason. I mean, Colin Sexton's defense is obviously better yeah. uh, on ball than Donovan Mitchell was for us previously, and Mike has always been steady. Um, and I think playing Colin Sexton, playing with Mike probably makes him more cerebral, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Like because, because Mike Conley is setting a lot of the things up, and the only time that Sexton really gets to explode and try to do kind of the things that he tried to do is offer the dribble handoffs and then on fast breaks when he's on the court with Mike Conley. So it just makes him way more of an efficient player and he has to make quicker decisions. So Larry Con that and Sexton will actually listen to Mike. Don never listened to Mike. So Larry Markinen was on JJ Reddick's podcast a few days ago. If you haven't uh listened to it, go listen to it. It's pretty good. Uh Larry's not the greatest person to interview but there's a few funny stories with him asking Calabrini uh, uh, if he could wear his number <laughs> when he went to Chicago um, but anyways my point was they asked him a question on the podcast is is Mike Conley the nicest player you've ever played with and he's like yeah and it's he says everybody we asks that has played with Mike Conley says that um, but it's it's crazy like because professional sports a lot of times seems so cutthroat and you need like a killer mentality. Um, and Mike Conley is opposite from that, but he does so much for this team and so, and calms so many players down. Like you guys are saying a Colin Sexton, who's just sometimes out of control, just his presence on the court can calm him down. Um, what is it with Mike Conley that we're missing so bad right now? Poise. And decision maker, coach, a second coach, yeah. a coach with experience. His passing, his passing also, yes, very much his passing. Playmaking, decision making. So when he comes the back, is basically just like it's just the maturity. Yeah, he's just he's, he's, he's a veteran point guard. He's a real veteran veteran point guard. That's really what it is. When he's a member of the coaching staff who gets to play on the floor. Yeah, basically. When he comes back. Does that put us in the top four? And if it does put us in the top four, are we winning a playoff series this year? You mean top four seed? Top four in the West. Um, Absolutely. I believe I believe we'll be a. I think we're all. See, afraid I think to say I think that. we're. I think we're, <laughs> we're all afraid. Um, Who said that? Was that you, Dylan? I, I think if I think Conley yeah. and everything goes correctly, we'll be between a ten to ten and six seed. I don't know where we're four, but I think I think we'll be between the ten and the six. I don't think four four is too much. Four is just pushing it. So currently, I think we'll be lucky to win one game in the first round. So currently, as the standings sit, as this podcast is recording, we are in the eighth spot in the West, tied with Golden State and the Clippers. Golden State's in the sixth spot. Clippers in the seventh. We are, if we were in the four spot, we are one game out of the four spot right now. So had we won this game, we would only be half a game out of the four spot. Um, and then out of the number one seed, we're three games behind the Phoenix Suns. So to me, I, I feel like we're, com- be- we're coming so close to these games. Uh, a lot of our losses aren't blowouts. And their little mistakes, I feel like each game we're progressing and getting better at making corrections. And then once once Mike Conley's back, I, to me, I feel like we're going to be a top four seed. And uh, I, I won't be scared to say that because I, I'm the fanboy here. 
So here's my question <laughs> on that. Right. So you, you just pulled out the stat that we won 11 games against plus 500 teams. If you pull those 11 teams that we beat and you pull their best um, three lineups, only four of those teams did we play those lineups. Seven of those other teams were missing multiple starters when we played them. Yeah, but and, I mean that that's a good that's a good point because yeah, but we were also missing. We're also missing. People, yeah, I so. I would say to me it's just we won. Who who are we, we missing? Marketing hasn't missed. Um, no, um, no, 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 no. Um, see, um, Condi missed a couple games or like no, he missed one or two games early. In Rudy K. Um, Jerry Vanderbilt, he had missed about three games early in the season. Yeah, Rudy um, Gay. Rudy Gay, the most effective uh, with <laughs> with uh, Wilka, Rudy Wilka Kessler missed about three or four games early in the season. But, but you guys, I mean, we're talking like Chris Paul level players, like Steph Curry. Well, no, well, players, like I don't all star players. I see, I we're not really talking talk like all star players like Mike Conley. Yeah, but I I think as yeah, this team being so young and being so new with each other, I don't. To me, I don't care about who's out. We just figured out how to win. And I know a lot of people say, well, they were close games. But those are the hardest games to win. Like, as we're seeing right now, we messed up. Uh, so, to me, I think it's just more impressive that, that so this you, team's you figuring out how to win. Strength, full strength versus our full strength, we, we, we still win those 11 games. Mm, no, I'm not saying that. What 11? You, oh. Oh, you, do you think we went, we go five hundred? Because I don't even think we go five hundred. No, I'm saying oh. we, I'm saying we're three games behind the number one seed. But I'm, I'm saying, saying like, we win at least two more games that we have lost. So we're right in the. But, but, I'm saying but, we're but top saying four. Like, the point I'm trying to make is is you're going based off of current stats stuff, and I'm just saying like I think our record is a little bloated versus where where we would perform in the playoffs i don't because we've played we've played so many games yeah we played so many games we've played so many back-to-backs probably the most in the entire league we're missing mike conley we're a young team Uh, to me it's you know we've lost 12 games and then you got to think about the games that we've lost is that eight out of the nine games that we've lost the last nine games have all been in right. the clutch, so those yeah. are winnable games too, and every team has injuries. So I don't think that excuse can really kind of, you but know, be used. But we've only won three out of six against teams under five hundred. Yeah, but Kevin, if you do, it, yeah, look, I'm saying, I'm, I'm saying, it's crazy right now. Like, I'm well, saying we're gonna finish well, top I four. Three, I think about three of those games that we had lost that, that three or six, um, were fa- controlled by the refs. So the- I can't. Do you okay? Here's here's a better question. Do you think the Spurs yet or the we played the Rockets twice and we lost to the Rockets? Six (laughs) games against those, which was a foul, which was one of those games that the rest controlled that and their back to back Houston game. Yeah, back to back's always hard to win against the same team. Here here's a better question, Kevin. If if we had Mike Conley not injured, because because really what I'm trying to get down to is with Mike Conley, are we a top four team? All we have yeah. to do is win one more game with Mike Conley. Do you? I mean, do you not think that we can win one or two more games with, that we've with, lost with Mike Conley? I think we're a playoff team. I just don't think we're a top four team. Is all I'm trying to say. Like, I think we're a playoff team. I just don't think we're top four in the West. I don't think we're better than Golden State. I don't think we're better than um, 
Why, why is my mind going? You blank? got Phoenix Suns, Denver Nuggets, Phoenix? New Orleans Pelicans, Pe- yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't, I don't think the Pelicans the Grizz? are, are as good yeah. as, as, I, as I'm I don't think the Grizzlies or Kings are. Oh, I think the Grizz are amazing. No, I don't think so. Wow. I, I yeah, will but Jared Jackson has not been playing either, so, yeah. No, no, he's he's been playing down. He's, he's oh, been is he down. back? He's on my fantasy. Oh yeah, he's back. He's back. He's back. See, I purposely asked no, this question to yeah. to uh, uh, stir stir the pot up and and create a good discussion because uh, I feel like we're right on that borderline of being a top four seed or top four in the West, but we're also where we're in the play. You know, playing for the play in game. Well. If I'm looking at the Western Conference, I think there's a couple teams that we that we are as good or um or better than. Um, I feel like New Orleans is one of those teams that we're kind of like as good as. I know on paper it looks cute, but the way that they play, eh, they're okay. Yeah. They're they're just as good as us. The, that'll um, be that. That's a good exercise. Let's do that. We're gonna so go through the West, and you guys just yeah. say, are we better than them or no? Phoenix Suns. No. 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 Okay, unanimous. Denver Nuggets. No. No. See, I feel like the Denver Nuggets are what we were last year. Um, New Orleans Pelicans. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They, yes. Yeah. Memphis Grizzlies. No. Yes. No. 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 Who, who, says, who says no? I said yes. No, no way. I say no because, I mean, when they have Bane healthy. I say yes. When Bane is healthy and Morant's shot is on, man, yeah. they'll run us out that's, of the that's a, be, that's a title contending talent, the talent yeah. of a roster. Yeah, I'm going to say no uh, as well yeah, just yeah. because they're so defensively. Like, it's, if yeah. you catch them in the yeah, playoffs defensively. Yeah, that defense is crazy. Uh, Sacramento yeah, Kings. Uh, yes. Yeah, maybe. I, I go yes I on know. Kings. I, I want to. I, that's the most anticipated game of the year for me because I watched yeah. him last night. He's ready to light that's, here. That's a good team. <laughs> yeah, I think they're hot right now. Sabonis is playing they, out of his mind right, right. now. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I really do feel like that we're that we're just as equal to Sacramento. Okay, I don't, I don't think they're really that. Golden. I think if we're right up there with Phoenix. A series, yeah. a seven-game series with them could go either way. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they're 12 and 5 since their start. Because so every time they're playing good balls, it's been down to the last. That'd be points. that'd be a fun playoff matchup if we matched up oh, with yeah, the Kings fun. in the in the first and, round. And, yeah, in the and, uh, um, actual arena atmospheres. Yeah. No it come down to home court advantage, I think, with them. That'd, that'd, be, yeah. that'd be way fun. Golden that's State Warriors? No. 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 no way. Yeah, I think you can't ever take be better than the defending champs. Uh, Clippers. Equal, depending yes. on equal or, or 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 no, it just nah, it's a, I, it depends I'm, on if Kawhi's healthy, equal or better. If yeah, Kawhi's yeah, yeah. are healthy, you said, whoa, 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 who said equal or better? <laughs> 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 no, I need to hear the better part. Paul <laughs> George is a fraud. No, I I no feel way. like a lot of that, like Kevin said, is Kawhi. Like. I don't know if he's ever going to get back to what he was. I don't see it. That's the thing. I don't know about Kawhi. Yeah, and no, I don't think anybody does. I, I, I think they're just playing extra I think we are at full strength. All right, well, then I'll, say, I'll personally say equal. All right, yeah. so tonight, the Blazers, if Dame's healthy, are we be- are better or worse yeah, than the Blazers? Uh, same yeah, no. full strength. Yes. yes. I'm saying yes. You think full no. strength? That we, uh, I think it's same. I mean, Not with we, Dame. Beat, we beat him with Dame. I think it's very close. We beat him. 
with Dame and Mike Conley went out. In Portland. Yeah, I think it's I think it's very close and yeah, we match equal. up really I go, well. I, I go equal. I would just say if you get in a playoff series with Dame though, he's he, no, he he's not losing. He he has not been that clutch player in a very long time. It's been yeah, a minute. That's true. <laughs> it's been a minute. Game time. On in the whole game. game time is down. sleep time right now. Yeah, that's that's just because Weaver. Somebody snooze the game time. He's been injured. We do have to give him that grace. He's it's been snooze. I'm not saying it won't come back, but it's been snooze for a while. I'm just fanboying because he's from Weaver State uh, up yeah. the street here. So yeah, uh, Mavericks. Yes. No. Yes. yes. No way. Yes. They're, they're, they're a hot Mavericks are similar better. to what you know. Nah, we're, 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 we're a better roster. It's just Luca. Yeah, Lu- Luca's so Luka. good. Luca's like True, MVP, but he, they don't have enough around Luca. They don't have Brunson. Yeah. Dude, Luca beat our team, our better team last year, on one leg. No, J- Jalen Brunson beat us because we couldn't figure out the little guy. Yeah, yeah, Jalen Brunson, he's a problem for anybody. But yeah, I even think, a game, I think even we're better a game that we Dallas. lost this year to Dallas, fouls, refs, crazy. Right. It, I don't, I don't remember how many um, free throw shots that Luca had shot. It was crazy. The game was getting but, sick. But that's, but that's the Luca effect. That's why right. we can't beat him. He's going to see, be out. And in the playoffs, in the playoffs, he's going to shoot forty free throws. Okay, so are we talking <laughs> about who's a better team? Uh, so <laughs> are we talking about who's a better team, or are we talking about? I think so we're be- I think better we're better team? than the Mavericks. Like I don't I don't think we beat them in a seven game series ever. So I think they're a better team. I think there's a possibility. I think that's a uh, it's like, eh. yeah. I, I don't think we beat them in a seven game series. So I think they're better. That's all. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a, um. <laughs> I think I think that I think we're better if Luca wasn't there. I think it's equal with Luca there. I'll be honest with you personally. I'll give you the real reason why we're better. I want to say no. And that is because I mean, I, I mean, I want to say, yeah, we're better. We have a bench. No, hear me out. Yeah. Hear me out, guys. <laughs> hear me out. The we reason, the reason we are better than the Dallas Mavericks, is Jason Kidd. Yeah. No. Wow. <laughs> Wait a minute. He got them. Yeah. Wow. Titles their first year. Like what? the reason. The reason we're not is we're always playing six on five when we play against Luca. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this this is anybody six on five. This is a good one because this team's been on a little bit of a streak. They're seven and three in the last ten games. The L.A. Lakers. No. Yeah. Uh, yes. No. No. They in it. I, I don't care. I've been, I've been watching them. They they are a different team. They're healthy. They're different. They yeah, really yeah. They're healthy now, but they won't be healthy in in a month and a half. Well, I mean, the thing about it is that. They've gotten like bringing back Schroeder has given them more depth. Um, they've yeah. given Austin Reeves is playing minutes with LeBron James. He's super efficient. Like they blew out Portland. Like was it last? Was it last night or like before? They they're seven and two. Their last nine. Okay. Yeah. Wait. But, but Hold they on. Went, no, they wait, wait, like, wait. 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 They wait. went like fourteen so, for eighteen going into the playoffs mean? last year and couldn't get out of the first and couldn't get into the freaking playoffs. <laughs> hey, I <laughs> wait, so money. I'm not, I'm not a Lakers you fan. You must believe that the Lakers are better than a couple of the teams that we're talking about that we're equal to them. They are. I mean, they just beat Milwaukee. Like they, they oh, are putting oh, stuff shit. together, oh, man. Oh, they putting stuff together like they are so and so so and so so, so honestly so with all with all due respect you think a <laughs> roster like that is going to beat uh, beat majority of the teams in the seven game series when they can't 
fucking shoot. <laughs> Dude, here's who, my thing with the Lakers. Who cares about shoot? this? Who have you looked at their have, the they Lakers? Have to, wait a minute. No, you want to hear crazy? Wait, wait, hold on, please, please. Over the last ten games, they have the third best net rating in the entire right. league. I, they, yeah, but they, they just waved the guy that turned their season around. <laughs> but I'm saying the no, I'm saying, no, not, I'm no. saying in a playoff <laughs> series where teams are scouting every move, everybody knows exactly what you're going to do. They're, they're going to force you to do exactly what they don't want you to do. I mean, they're going to force you to do exactly what they want you to do. No, no, no. You Actually, have to beat them. You have. You would have to beat them from the three-point line. You know what's scary about the Lakers? No, now? this they're, is what's scary about the Lakers. They're playing LeBron now. at the four now. Like they're. they're, oh, they're no, not, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, that's but that's not anyway, how they've been doing it. That's not how they've been doing it. The scary and thing now, is Westbrook is starting to to get yeah, going. And Westbrook has embraced being in a in a six-man role. So now you've got His you got decent players coming off. Like I. Let me you. ask you a question. Are you worried about Austin Reeves in the playoff series? No. Are you worried about Austin Ryan Reeves in the is, is averaging 20 points I'm a asking game? You, and I'm asking you yeah, in, but in the playoffs. Series, are you worried about Austin Reeves? I, to be honest with you, when it comes down to the playoffs, who's going to stop Anthony Davis and LeBron James? No, no. This is what I'm going Anthony to, Davis cool, is going to stop Anthony that. Davis. I am not a Lakers fan. I hate LeBron Bro, James. I get Austin. <laughs> I, 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 I get AD and LeBron. In Westbrook, cool. The rest of the roster, who you care? Who, who do you feel like can actually help you in a playoff series? Let me that, let let me answer that's, this. Hold on, the, hold on, the, hold on. That's okay. what's scary about the Lakers right now. <laughs> Two weeks ago, the Lakers were trash. Now they are one effing trade away from being an NBA champion favorite, like Mike that's Conley. What's ter- that's what's scary about them. They, <laughs> okay, they have these Conley, they have so. these two picks that everybody wants. And they literally move those picks, and they are going to move themselves right to the front the way they're playing right now. Would you trade Mike Conley right now for the two picks? Oh hell yes! No, wait, 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 wait. If 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 you trade Mike Conley, you basically you got to think Lakers are going to win the championship. But is that worth the two picks? I'd give them Mike and Beasley for the comp for the two picks. <laughs> I'd throw Clark Clarkson in there too. That are, <laughs> I don't think. I don't think that they. Wait, we're going to get their two picks that are what. 30th if they're going to win? No, they're 25 No, 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 that's 2027. Oh, I don't know. That's Here's my thing with the Lakers. I think they're a big question mark right now. They've turned it around, but it, it, it you've got to be scared because they've just won. They've got LeBron. They've got AD. They've got Westbrook. Uh, and don't forget Schroeder. Like, and Schroeder, yeah, and Schroeder. What he can do. <laughs> David Locke said on his podcast this crazy stat. I, I didn't. So their half court defense is number one in the league, but their transition defense is thirtieth in the league. Whoa! Whoa. Nuts. Yeah. Because they're so That's old and they slow. Against Sacramento. Because they all are should be in a nursing home. And the Jazz are twenty ninth. <laughs> but yeah, in exactly. the playoffs, it does slow down. So. Right. All right. Well, we've been going for quite a while. This is extremely fun for me because i just love talking about basketball and i could probably talk forever and my wife would go insane so um i'm really glad that you guys are on here every night and um we get a little bit of a break before we play the warriors i believe it's wednesday 
Um, so uh, I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, recoup, and uh, that'll be another big test for us. Mike's first game back. When when do we play the Kings? Does anybody know? Uh, not in the next seven games because I think the, 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 they're going on the road. Is it in December though? I'm not sure. Okay. We're looking it up right now. Because I'm I'm looking forward to that game. Yeah, too. I'm looking at it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Twelve thirty. I might be going to the oh, okay. Cleveland game against December thirtieth. Well, um, are you going to boo Donovan Mitchell? Yes, uh, I never liked Donovan Mitchell, so I, yeah. I think Donovan's going to get booed hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm calling it a night. Uh, if you watched the game tonight, you saw the Finland fans get on the TV more than anyone I've ever seen get on as a fan. Um, we appreciate you if you're listening from Finland. And, you know, if we if we give Larry Markin a hard time, we really love him, but he needs to he needs to become a killer. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah, he, he just needs to take over and know that he's a man. Um Yeah. So good game. Wish we would have won. Didn't go our way. And uh we'll see you guys again Wednesday. Thank you. Peace. Peace out. Go jazz.